Bulletcast for life. Get up, get up! This is a revolution! This is our time to rise! Look deep within your mind, look deep into the hate in my eyes! Ladies and gentlemen, you know the name, you know the voice, you know exactly why I'm here. I'm a 24-year-old piece of gold, the Messiah of the microphone, and the greatest! Sports recreational podcast in the world today. And yes, I'm here to lead the evolution of the audio revolution. Nobody else is doing it. Not Sam Roberts, not Peter Rosenberg, not Brian Campbell, not Joe Rogan, not Oprah, not even Michelle Obama, though I appreciate all your years of service to our country, to the former first lady. You know, I never do this alone. He's my tag team partner, the Jim and my Jay, the Teledemarn, the Stevie Ray to my Booker T. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the award winning under the radar, host and creator of Curveballs and Share Shots, the first ever and eight time Bullet Cat champion. The Canadian Destroyer, Brandon Tan Guma. BT, it's Thursday. You know what that means. We're here to talk some wrestling. I'm glad to be here, Philip. Philip, how are you doing today? You know, you normally ask how I'm doing. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right, man. You know, I'm coming up on a week of being unemployed. You know, I, I left my job on Saturday. I've, I've never been happier, but I'm like, oh, man, this, this is interesting. You know, I have a lot more free time on my hands. You know, I'm not wondering when I'm going to be able to sleep, you know? Because I just I can sleep all day if I want. You have time to play Fall Guys and Among Us now. Um, I've I've never played that game. It's it's a lot of WWE Two K Twenty, a lot of creating people in arenas and all that other stuff. But I I've been good, man. You know, I started a little new segment on the show. I um noobs watch wrestling. My good buddy Jonathan Sturholm, we wrestled together in high school. He and his girlfriend Brittany, they came on. We watched Rock versus Cena from WrestleMania Twenty Eight. Um, I couldn't release the video because. WWE came after me with the copyright hard, like before I even published it. It was blocked all over the world. Yeah. Damn. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Um, I also did something else. On Sunday, I interviewed West Ghost Design, um, and I picked up the brand new Bullet Cash Championship. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Brandon, what are your thoughts? You've seen the photo. I'm sure you may have seen the interview by now. You've seen the, uh, I mean, look at, the, look at this bad boy, right? Look at all Philip, of it's a It's a beautiful title. I can't wait to hold it for a week and then drop it again because that's what I do. I mean, Brandon, when, whenever you do become Bully Cast Champion again, I'm, I'm sure you have, to, you have to actually come and get pictures with this thing. And then I get to take it home, right? Because it's mine. Oh, hey, hey, you didn't put in on this, man. But it's mine because I want it. That's usually it's, what happens. I mean, it, the, you know, the wrestlers don't pay for the belt, but they get to take it home because it's it, theirs. It's like WWE. After you use it on TV, you put it back in the road case. Okay? No, but, man, I mean, this is seriously one of the coolest things that I have in my collection or whatever. I don't know. We'll have to frame the old one. But, yeah, man, I mean, Steven, he said that this is probably the heaviest title that he's ever made. That's just a credit to the, uh, the craftsmanship of this bad boy. I mean, did you see? Have you seen the interview? I mean, what are your thoughts on that, and just overall thoughts on the championship, man? Well, Philip, of course I seen the interview because it's a great interview. You interviewed with your guys' mask on, by the way, because you know gotta protect the social distancing and don't want to get thrown and everything like that. I, I, I didn't. I didn't want them. I mean, we we did all the natural health precautions. He hasn't had it, and you know, I made sure of that. But I didn't want the internet coming after me. You guys should have your masks on. You should be socially distanced. I didn't, I didn't want any of that to happen. But it was. I actually did. I didn't watch it. I did listen to the interview. But he is someone that we've seen a bunch at all the APW shows. So it's someone that, you know, I know. I've met him. We've said what's up. 
and I, I didn't realize that he was, you know, that deep into it, making belts, and he, uh, he used to be a rapper. So if you want to know why his name is West Ghost, it has to do with his rap name, so check that out. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a beautiful title. We've come a long way since using the first ever Bullet Cast Championship, which was a toy pride fighting championship belt. In my, in my closet. And you have the second one. You still have that, correct? I think I might have uh, destroyed it. Oh, 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 it was a part of history, man. I mean, I, I still have the actual belt, but it, it just might have been, like, deconstructed, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh okay. You, uh, you smashed it with a sledgehammer. I, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, we're going to have a hardcore bullet cast championship coming soon. Hey, I'm, I'm not opposed to it, man. I mean, seriously, this is one of the coolest things ever. Steven, thank you so much, bro. Even though we are not the champion, Huey is, you know – I'm looking. I'm looking forward to being champion with this bad boy. This this is great, Brandon. You could have the old one, and you could claim that it's the title you never lost. You know, you, we, we could run that angle if you want. No, I want. I want the real one. Oh, you know, oh, you want that one? You know, I am the first ever one, so you know, I had to do the whole stupid CM Punk gimmick where I put it in my refrigerator. Great <laughs> times, great times. Uh, that's uh, this is so big it won't even fit in my refrigerator all right ladies and gentlemen uh, we are going to talk actual wrestling here smackdown recap the only thing i really want to talk about uh roman reigns and jay uso defeat sheamus and uh baron corbin jay uso did the majority of the work in the tag match roman tagged himself in hit a spear on sheamus and won the match show up and win very similar to what he did at i've already forgotten what the hell the pay-per-view was called payback the big payback payback that's what it was called. So, I mean, right now, Roman's gimmick is like he just kind of shows up whenever he wants, which I guess at the moment is a fine heel tactic. But uh, I think at Clash of Champions, Clash of the Champions, I don't know what the hell they call it. There's all these Clash of names. Champions Gold Rush. Sorry, Clash of Champions Gold Rush that they actually have with Jey Uso uh, a good match. We get to see Roman maybe switch up his fighting style a little bit, implement some more heel tactics. But I, I think... You know, they're leaning maybe a little too into the internet uh, story that Roman, you know, just kind of showed. Well, he said it himself. I just show up and hope to get rich. And they're very much playing into that right now, which I think early stages, I'm fine with it. But if they just keep doing this over and over and over again, it's going to get kind of tiresome. I I mean, don't just bring it up every now and again. I, I think that's absolutely fine. As Brandon drinks coffee out of his Mickey Mouse mug. For those that are watching the video, because we do that again here. Um, I mean, yeah, it's fine, man. You know, him, I kind of, I kind of like it. Him, like not even wearing the vest, just showing up in a tank top with his slogan on it. I'm I'm not opposed to that, man. Him having to do very little work because he knows he's the best. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm not, I like that. I like that a lot. As I said, I like Jay as a very first opponent. Yeah, he might not have uh, gotten a lot of work in the past few months, but I think because of the family connection, I think Jay can have a good match with Roman. I think having Jay in a singles match can be a nice opportunity for him, but just have Roman maybe not completely squash him, but let's get in and out in under 10 minutes and really put the stamp on the big dog that he's here to stay. Maybe Clash of Champions Gold Rush would be like an hour-long pay-per-view because everybody's trying to win the gold in a short amount of time. Mm. Don't tempt me with the good time. Now the WWE pay-per-views of they, they they haven't even gone three hours the last couple. So someone someone tell uh, AEW that. Yeah, that that did not need to go as long as it did. Mm-mm-mm. All right, we're gonna go outside of the ring. I forgot to mention this last week. Barry Scott, he was the uh, voice for TNA or Impact Wrestling. 
the, uh, the, the video promos, the voiceover work, hyping up pay-per-views. He died at the age of 65. Iconic voice, kind of like a, like a Morgan Freeman, a Jace voice, you could say, or like um, the, the guy from Allstate. You know, I, I, my childhood, I, I was very fond of those uh, video packages because his voice added so much gravitas and grandioseness uh, to, to those uh, highlights and video packages. Um, Brandon, any thoughts on Barry Scott's unfortunate uh, passing? Honestly, when I first saw that this man passed away, I didn't really know who he was. But then when I kind of looked into it, uh, listened to the voice, you know, then obviously it kind of all came back to me. But it's at 65 years old, way too young. You know, it sucks. And shout out to his family, friends, and everyone affected. Absolutely. All right, we are going to move over to some uh, happier news. Will Hobbs is all elite. Yes, uh, the former All-Pro Wrestling Internet Champion, former APW Tag Team Champion, Will Hobbs has been a staple in Bay Area wrestling uh, here in Northern California for really the, the last last decade, and he's finally gotten his time to shine. He showed up on Dark. He was in the Casino Battle Royal at All Out. Now he's officially with the company, man. I mean, I used to go to the APW garage, and I watched this dude wrestle with a blue mohawk when he was Will Rude, and to see the come up and to, to see where he's at now, I'm so happy for the guy. I mean, he's been on the show. Every time I go to a show, we chop it up for a little bit. You know, he's made run-ins on little interviews or stuff I've, I've done at shows. He, just a super nice guy. Goes around, shakes hands with everybody. I'm, I'm incredibly happy for this man. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him. We've talked to him a few times at all those APW shows. It's someone that I saw, and I always thought that that guy, you know, he, he, might, he might be something one day. I always thought he had a good look. He has uh, good enough wrestling, and obviously it's paying off. He was with AEW for a little bit, kind of being a job guy, kind of being the bigger job guy to kind of put over kind of the smaller guys but now we're seeing on this episode of AEW he's getting some some wins on dark he's in a match with John Moxley which I mean maybe he's the designated fall guy in this match but it's still nothing to scoff at and you know, very happy for the guy absolutely man that's that's a big praise for what's what's about to happen uh, coming up next week and we will preview it in our AEW recap also Jeff Hardy resigns with WWE um, I've, he was, I think it was what BT sport. He, he gave an interview to them. He said he is resigned. And a part of him resigning was that he has to bring back the no more words theme song, which I'm, I'm a fan of. It's one of my favorite themes. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on Hardy resigning with the company? All right. Good for him. I, I don't have any, you know, hot takes. If, if Jeff were to leave, I don't know exactly what he would do. If he would just join Matt and they would do their own thing. I mean, at this point, Jeff is a legacy act in WWE. I think he still hasn't really done everything he could since he came back at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando. So I think bringing him back, he, I mean, that SmackDown roster is kind of weak on the baby phases to begin with, especially now that Roman Reigns has turned. Braun Strowman is on Raw Underground, apparently. So I don't know what's going on with him. But Jeff, I mean, he, he's cool. I know you love him. My boy Dominic loves him. But I, I, it's fine. It it's doesn't doesn't get me uh, excited. Oh, it, it gets me all the excited. You know, all the whisper and the winds are coming. When are Dominic and I going to do the Jeff Hardy tribute show? You're gonna have to talk to him about that. Uh, I, uh, I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll hit up curveballs and chair shots, and I'll be able to get in touch with him that way. I assume. The Twitter, not the Instagram. Oh, the, well, why not the gram? Because your boy runs the gram. Oh, oh, you you run the gram. Okay, okay, okay. I'll hit him up on, on, on the Twitter. All right, WWE has plans post-WWE. The Thunder Go. 
Apparently, they're looking at outdoor venues so they can bring actual fans back into attendance. We've seen AEW do this. It has worked. You know, they've been back for the past uh, couple weeks, and I haven't heard any reports of anybody catching the Rona. You know, socially distanced tickets. Everybody must wear a mask. Everybody is uh, temperature checked at the gate. Brandon, thoughts on WWE finally doing something like this? Well, there's always been rumors and speculation that Vince has wanted to do something with fans for the longest time, even like before SummerSlam. And we're seeing not only with AEW, but we're seeing college football has come back. There's people in the crowds at some of the events. The NFL has some people, including Jacksonville. Jacksonville is one of the only places that is allowing fans in their stadiums. So we're seeing a little bit of, you know, a creep back to normalcy. I still feel it's a little bit too early because let's I mean there I think it's like twofold like people there's people that are going to want to come back but there's also that are people that are like me who are like okay that's cool but I feel still don't feel comfortable to go there and even in AEW we've talked about this yeah they've brought fans back but they've brought so little fans back that you still it's I hear the wrestlers at ringside more than I hear the actual crowds like I feel like during promos I hear the crowd a little bit more but when it's a match I it feels like when there was nobody in the stands to begin with. So I think WWE is going to have to try to find that happy medium. WrestleMania still is in question. California, LA, one of the harder places that is, you know, putting the hammer down on this coronavirus thing. I think there's still an option for maybe. I mean, I don't think there's going to be 70,000 people in California, but I think there's still maybe a possibility of 10, 20,000 people there. But I mean, Gavin Newsom and the Pac-12 over there on the West Coast, they're not doing anything, so we'll have to wait and see. Uh, WrestleMania is usually going to have to go to Florida. I, um, apparently, they don't have any rules down there. You're just starting to figure this out. I I used to live there. I, I've already known. I'm sorry about that. Uh, yeah, there, there, there were some interesting times. I can't mention them on air. That's for Bullet Cast after dark. Um, all right, we are going to move into inside of the ring. Tessa Blanchard, the diamond. She has returned to wrestling this past weekend for Warrior Wrestling. She defended their women's championship against Smiley Kylie. It was promoted as Cut the Smile, Cut the Diamond. Obviously, there's only one diamond in this business, and it's Tessa Blanchard. Uh, she took an L to Smiley Kylie. Kylie is, is the uh, new warrior of wrestling woman's champion it was it was nice to see tessa back in the fold man it really was yeah i mean she definitely is talented no matter all the backstage stuff that's going on uh, she's been how long has she been a free agent at this point like maybe two months and there's rumblings but still she hasn't landed anywhere and you think with talent like that she would land somewhere absolutely i mean this was her first match since like i want to say february that's a long layoff yeah i mean AEW seemingly doesn't want her. I think WWE is the ultimate landing spot. I think if she is going to, you know, get her act together, WWE is the place that she'll do it. Absolutely. That's the that's the place where everybody gets their act together. Sean, all the others. All all the others. All right, Primetime Live. Primetime Live. It was a uh it was it was a pay-per-view that happened on Tuesday night uh with the NWA and the United Wrestling Network. You saw people like Alex Hammerstone of the Dynasty from MLW. He defended the West Coast Pro Championship on that show. You saw Camille from NWA. Uh, and you saw the NWA World Champion, Nick Aldis, defend the 10 pounds of gold against uh, former WWE star Mike Bennett. Brandon, I, you didn't watch this, did you? I definitely did watch this, Philip. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was a beautiful show. 
It was, you know, such great wrestling. Great to see the NWA back in action. I mean, just fantastic stuff. What were your what, what were your thoughts on the uh, technical difficulties? Well, you know, it it's been a long layoff. It's something that's, you know, bound to happen. Unfortunately, that's just is the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. There were no technical technical difficulties, Brandon. How do you know? With my keen eye, I saw some things maybe you didn't see. I'm I'm joking. There there, there were the, the the feed crashed multiple times. It was just like, "Oh my god, what's what's going on, you know?" Uh, they, they managed to get together to get it together for the main event, thank God. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, more people are going to be popping up there. Carl Fredericks, who's also been on the show, he's popping up next week. So it's nice to see, you know, stars that from other promotions that, that I've been fond of starting to uh, come back into the fold in the pandemic era of wrestling. I'm, I'm excited. And the G1 Climax is about to start up, maybe. Maybe the return of Under the Radar, where we recap. Maybe I join Cindy. Maybe we recap it together. Who knows what's going to oh, happen? Oh, snap. What? I know. What? What? Hey. Oh, oh, wow. Know. Who knows? I mean, you're, Are, just, you're doing so much stuff. It's hard to get on the RSS feed now. What do you mean, man? What do you mean? You, know, you got all these interviews. You got your new series. Uh, it's, noobs it's watch. crowded. Noobs watch wrestling is only happening once a month. The next episode won't happen until October, so there's there, there's room for you. Okay, okay. Oh, I, mean, I, I got we got to bring under the radar back. It's a, it's award winning. Uh, I don't know if you know that. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the next NXT Takeover is going to happen on October fourth. A little soon. I, I thought it was going to happen in uh, November because you know they normally do a War Games or Brandon. How do you say it? War Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they normally do that. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this takeover happening uh, pretty, pretty early? Pretty, pretty early. I mean, it. It. I don't really know what to explain of it. It's not going like head to head with a a dynamite show. It's is kind of like awkwardly placed. I mean, it's only it's in a few weeks. I have not seen NXT yet. I have seen some happenings, but these NXT takeovers normally are always good. Yes, in the pandemic era with no fans, it has taken a little bit of a dip, but I still feel. NXT and their takeovers have been quite good. All right. NXT UK returns tonight. You get to see Volter. You get to see Imperium. You get to see Kaylee Ray. I think that's her name. You get to see all of them. All of them are coming back, man. Got to be excited. Got to be excited. So excited. Yeah. I just can't hide it. Have I ever watched a full episode of that show? Jesus. I know I've watched their takeovers. Yeah. Yeah. I am a fan of the grizzled young veterans, though. The, the, those guys, they impress me. I like them. I like them a lot. All right. This day in wrestling, WWW, I, I mean, the WWF, Jesus, I almost went to the 60s there. Uh, the Wrestling Challenge in 1986 happened. I think this is when Honky Tonk Man made his debut. Yeah. Uh, you have WCW Fall Brawl 95. Hulkster's team won War Games. Uh, you War have- Games? Yes, there you go. You have WCW Fall Brawl 2000. I think Goldberg did the job for somebody. I can't remember who. Uh, what, what, what else do we have on here? Uh, Raw 2001, the, the Dudleys become tag team champions. Ring of Honor, Glory by Honor 4, 2005. Daniel Bryan beats Jamie Noble to become the Ring of Honor world champion. Unforgiven 2006, a lot happened on this show. You have the, um, the handicap match of the McMahons and Big Show versus DX in a steel cage, hole in the cell, whatever. 
You have John Cena versus Edge um, in a TLC match in Toronto for the WWE title. And you have Trish Stratus beat Lita in her hometown to win the Women's Championship for a seventh time and then retire uh, later on that night. Yeah. A lot of good stuff happened on that card, man. I'm a fan of them. I have to watch that later tonight. Also, unfortunately, on this day three years ago, Bobby the Brain Heenan passed away. We we, we still miss the brain here. I mean, just one of the, one of one of the best uh, minds for the business. Brandon, any thoughts? Uh, fall brawl. I mean, shout out fall brawl. Got a fall brawl T-shirt. Beautiful T-shirt. Goes with an ace hat because it's green and yellow. But uh, Bobby Heenan, R.I.P. I think. I went to the Raw show right after he passed away, so I was able to see the, the tribute, and the fans were uh, showing him some love, so that's always nice to see. Unforgiven 2006, as you said, a very big show out there in Toronto in the six, the kids say. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. Except for the brain dying. That's not oh, good. Uh, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. <clears throat> All right, we have fan mail. Yay! Hootie Who has returned, ladies and gentlemen. Hootie Who. There, there we go. Hootie Who 420. What in the bloody hell happened in the Oscar versus Mickey James match? What finish was that? Um, I, I well, We will talk about that because I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Jack of all trades. That parking lot brawl was the best I've seen Santana and Ortiz portrayed in a long time. It wasn't as good as Eddie versus Cena, but it was damn good. Absolutely, man. I, we, we'll get into all of that. Uh, Hootie Who 420. Who do you? I love Randy. I hope he can make it to Clash of Champions, Gold Rush. But Keith Lee in his place, I'm not mad at that at all, mates. I'm not. I'm not mad at Keith Lee getting a uh, getting a shot at the uh, the WWE Championship either, man. What say you? I'm all for Keith Lee making a run, getting that title. Don't think it's going to happen. I think they're. I don't know if I. I don't know exactly what I would characterize it, but I just with, wish Keith Lee would just kind of get out of the way of this Randy Orton McIntyre feud just because he's not like a part of it. He's, he is a part of it, but he's just like not in the title picture. He's having matches against everybody, but he's not really gaining anything from it. Just put him in a feud with somebody else. Let him win that feud and, you know, move his way up eventually to the title feud. Absolutely. All right. Uh, and bright as day X. Mr. X oh, is Bengals play today. So good luck, Mr. X. Good luck, Mr. X. Damn the Miz to hell for breaking up uh, Mandy and Otis, the greatest couple ever. I mean, they're no, they're no Mach and Liz, but they're they're, they're okay. They're they're okay. Uh, dude, Will Hobbs is a future world champion, bro. We we know, we we, we know, and I can't wait for him to capture that. The OG Elite has come to AEW, so make way for some uh, cleaning and plenty of super kick parties. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that 2017, 2016 uh, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega making their way through AEW. I I like that. Uh, He also says, I feel they should keep Sasha off TV until Survivor Series. Let Bailey think she's done for good. Then, bam, here comes Face Banks to get revenge and take the title. I like that. Well, that sucks because she's going to be on uh, SmackDown this Friday. Really? Yes. And she's in the new season of The Mandalorian, so shout out uh, Sasha Banks. Better watch that in October when it comes out. So excited. Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, shout out. Do you know what uh, Yoda's last name was? Yoda, I mean. Uh, Lehihu. Get it? Yoda Lehihu. 
It's it's funny. Laugh. Well, uh, he he's leaving, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh oh god, I'm I'm doing this by myself from now on. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, I'm he, do that again. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, he also says the parking lot fight was so damn fun. Loved every part of it. Uh, yeah, man. With all that being said, let's uh, let's just jump into the, the the recaps of the of the TV shows. McIntyre versus Lee ends in no contest because Retribution comes out there and starts beating them up. Then the Hurt Business comes out there, starts trying to beat them up. Um, yeah, man. Retribution. Just it's retribution. Being degenerates. Yeah, as I said, I kind of hope Keith Lee just stops wrestling Randy Orton and or Drew McIntyre. Gave a little bit of a taste of what these guys can do. So hopefully later on down the line, it can be a much bigger match. Retribution being retribution. There's rumors about who exactly is it. There's a lot of NXT names linked to it. I, I kind of don't like that because I wish that they weren't a part of this terrible storyline. I also don't like the big heel faction going up against the other big heel faction in the Hurt Business, which you just had one major turn with, well, I don't know if you call it major, but you just had a turn with Cedric and now they're coming out to save the day. Like, what the hell? You can't have like some other babyface group of people try to attack them? Well, it, it's simple. You see, the Hurt Business runs Monday Night Raw, and now you have this uh, delinquent group trying to run Monday Night Raw. That can't happen. Only one group can run Monday Night Raw, and it's going to be the Hurt Business. So, so you want the, the Hurt Business to beat Retribution, but then you don't want the Hurt Business to beat Ricochet and everybody else. They can beat everybody else. That's fine. You know, They're the Hurt Business they're financially capable of beating up everybody. Bobby Lashley is their CEO. It's, it's okay. It's totally fine. Um, yeah, I see with retribution here. Where's this going? That's, that, that's just what I want to know, man. You know, you, no clue. You, can't, you can't recreate Nexus. You can't do a poor man's aces and eights. Like, I mean, we like we we're looking at the size of these people, like one of them's Dio Madden. One of them's, Dominic Dijakovic. Hell, Ciampa could be a part of this damn thing. We don't know. Yeah, they just keep doing the invasion angles. We're starting to hear them, so I guess we're getting closer to that part, but as I said, if you got Dijakovic, Mia Yim, God forbid, Tommaso Ciampa, if you have like these people that I feel could be something to the company and you bring them in in this crappy storyline, just at, th- at this point, just bring in like some jobbers under the mask have whoever just Drew McIntyre destroy all of them and then we never see them ever again. But then bring those people in later with them just being themselves. That's all a very good possibility. Keith Lee's wearing like a singlet now. Are you a fan of this? I just wish that they can just pick what he's going to be wearing and just stick to it because I feel like every single week he just changes something different. First it was the tights and the skirt and now it's just the tights and now it's a singlet and now it's like next thing you know he's going to be like Andre the Giant just one strap and I don't know what's going on here. It's okay. You know, I'm, I'm a fan of the singlet and you know you got to have different variations of gear man. You know that stuff gets dirty. It's okay. It's all right. Or you can just have different colors instead of different variations. I mean, sometimes you want to change it up, you know, d- d- depend depending on the story you're telling and you know, you know what you want to wear. You, you want to be flashy. It's all right. I was I was kind of a fan of the shorts. I'm not gonna lie, they they, they did look nice. Not a big fan. Wow, we have to get you some, and then you'll be a big fan. If you're gonna give me shorts, please get me the Cactus Jack McDonald's McRib 
shorts for the low, low price of $75. You try that, Travis Scott? I have not tried the quarter pounder with bacon on it. I have not. No. I don't eat McDonald's. You, you, you eat it. Tell me how it is. Okay. Maybe, maybe later on down the line. I still got like a couple weeks to go. Okay. 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 Um, Oscar defeats Mickey James. Yeah, this was a solid match. It was decent until the uh, weird finish where apparently Mickey James could continue. I didn't see her tap. I, I didn't. The, the mics were close enough. I didn't hear her say, oh, I, I can't go anymore. So what the hell happened here? The referee said that Mickey James could no longer continue, even though it felt as though she could still continue. I don't know if the referee messed up, if there was some sort of audible in the ref's ear that – Vince was like, all right, cut the match short. This is trash. I don't know what the hell was going on. I don't understand. Like, it's not really protecting Mickey. Like, yeah, maybe she got screwed out of the finish. But in kayfabe terms, she got knocked out and she lost. So I don't I, – I feel like maybe something happened because if that was the planned finish, it was not a good finish and it was not executed properly as well. Yeah. I, if she couldn't continue, just have her say I, I, I quit or something, you know? Like the the grasp Oscar had of that chin was pretty tight. That's 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 all I will say there. All right, uh, Seth Rollins defeats Dominic Mysterio yet again. Yet again, defeats him in a steel cage match. Um, Rey Mysterio got involved. Buddy Murphy got involved. There were kendo sticks. Murphy slams the door on Rollins. All in all, curb stomps. Uh, Rollins defeats Dominic. I thought he was gonna um do something to Angie Mysterio's wife. I would have been down for that, but that didn't happen. Uh, Angie hops in the uh, hops in the cage to check on her son and um, their daughter. What, what's her What's her name? Aaliyah, I think that's her name. She goes to uh, check on Buddy Murphy. There, people are speculating a little romantic storyline between Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah. What are your thoughts on that? And thoughts on this match? Just because a woman like try to show th- sympathy to a guy, a man, doesn't mean that you know she's in love with them. That's not what it means. Apparently, I mean it could be. I mean, WWE storylines, who knows? But I mean, I, I have, the, women have showed sympathy to me. I thought they were in love with me. I guess not. It's probably why. Philip, it is no simp September. Come on now. <laughs> Don't ever say that again here. <laughs> this is a simp zone? We can simp out here? Oh, man. I'm, 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 I'm big in the simp zone. It's probably why I'm big still simping. Big, but, big uh, simping. This match, I enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. I think having Rollins defeat Dominic yet again is a good move. Yes, Dominic keeps losing to Seth, but he should be keep losing to Seth because Seth is by far the better wrestler. He, I mean, Seth is still one of the higher heels in the company, so keep him strong. And hopefully this means the end. I don't know if that means Murphy is going to like join the Mysterio clan. Who knows? Or maybe Murphy goes and faces Seth, but... I mean, I like it. I'm just wishing that this story comes to an end because we've seen this for so long, and it just keeps – it's the same matches over and over and over again with different stipulations. Yeah. I, uh, historically in wrestling, the cage match has been the end of a feud. Hopefully that, that is it. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Dominic will become a simp now. What is it? No, no simp what? What is it again? No simp September. Okay. Okay. Because it's September. I thought you said September. I was about to be like, oh, 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 God. Mm. Anyway, we move on to Cedric Alexander defeating uh, Ricochet. You know, Cedric, Cedric, you know, he cut a promo. Like, this is my job. I had to do what I had to do. Joins the hurt business. 
Um, rumor has it Ricochet is leaving WWE when his contract expires in January. Thank God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are we thanking uh, the Lord here? Because Ricochet needs to get the hell out of there. Ricochet is a phenomenal talent. Yeah, he might not have the promo skills, but he is maybe the best wrestler in that, in that company. And yet, he just ain't, they ain't let him do anything. Yeah, I know it might be easy to say, look at the match with Will Ospreay, but come on. Like, if you're not letting, yeah, I know in WWE they like to scale back what the athletic guys can do, but, like, come on now. Ricochet, I'm not saying he should be the champion of the world and, you know, Drew McIntyre by any means, but he should be a lot more than what he is. Um, just go back to NXT, bud. <laughs> just go back to NXT. Save your career. That's all I got to say, man. Finn did it. Look at him. You know, Tyler Breeze did it. Look at him. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. Just go back down there, pick up where you left off, or you can go back to New Japan and you can, you know, be the top guys in there. Uh, yeah, but then they'll be like, oh my god, they're pushing another former WWE guy and all this other stuff. You know, do we really want to hear them complain on the internet about that again? That's what the mute button is for. I mean, I I mean, I mean, I guess. But Back I to Cedric Alexander. I actually thought that his promo was it was fine. I I liked the way he came across. I thought he was it was a good first step. I still am a little iffy on if he can be a, a heel, but I think he did he did well. The match itself was fine. We've seen this match before. It could have been on main event, but it was on Raw. So good job, guys. Good job, guys. All right, what else happened on Raw? The Street Profits defeat Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Unify the tag titles. That's all I want to say about this. Moving on. I'm ready for uh, Cesaro and Nakamura to then beat the Street Profits. So then the rubber match is to unify the titles. Oh, that, that, that just makes sense. Do it at a Clash of Champions Gold Rush. All right, uh, Kevin Owens defeats Aleister Black. I, I guess, hooray. Great. Aleister yes. Black turns heel. And his first feud, he's losing already. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Braun Strowman is underground. Why was he on Raw Underground? I, I don't know. But apparently, Shane says anyone's welcome at Raw Underground, but it's not like actually Raw. It's like kind of an offshoot of Raw. So it's not like the quarterly transfer rule trade thingy that they like say that they have, but then they don't explain exactly what it means. It, it is way too confusing. So, I guess, who, who else is going to show up? That's what I want to know. Can we Dana see Bryan. Dana Bryan shows up out of nowhere after his paternity leave. Oh, and he just starts shoot wrestling on dudes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to it. On I com- can see Dana Bryan just being like, you know what? I just want to wrestle on Raw Underground for five minutes and have a grappling fest. Seems there, easy enough. There you go. Him and Timothy Thatcher. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep. Stop the presses. That's, Thank that's- God the camera's only from the waist up. Absolutely. That's some, that's some, (laughs) all right. Um, Dolph Ziggler and MVP were on commentary for this. I like Dolph on commentary. I'd much rather have him be the world champion, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, we're going to move on to AEW. Here we go. FTR defeat the Jurassic express. This was some good tag team wrestling. Uh, the beginning of the show, this is young bucks super kick yet another referee. And they're walking to the back, and they're like, Tony, you want to find us? We actually see Tony Khan on TV. They just throw a wad of cash at TK, and he's like, oh, oh, okay, you know? So, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Young Bucks uh, 
being being rogue degenerates and thoughts on FTR versus the Jurassic Express. Young Bucks coming out of nowhere to super kick the referee. It's fine. I mean, they're 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 doing heelish things without any real reasoning. So, I mean, that would make them heels, I guess. But uh, I I hope this is kind of the last we see of just doing something without really talking. I want to hear from the Young Bucks. I want to hear from Kenny. I know Kenny was on the show on commentary. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But I think at this moment, it's a it's a good first step. It's also kind of a nice way to kick the can down the road with the FTR Young Bucks match because if they're both heels, there's not really a reason to have that match right now. But I think eventually, even when the Young Bucks are heels, if and when crowds come back, everyone's going to love them. Or they're going to turn into badass baby faces. But uh, the match itself with FTR and Jurassic Express, I thought it was good. Uh, very much what you would expect. You know, put the heat on Jungle Boy, have Luchasaurus come in. and But in the end, FTR gets the win sneakily, but continues to undefeat the streak. So pretty much what I would expect. Yeah. But crowds have come back, Brandon. You, you know what if, I mean. Oh, 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 oh. Full capacity, boys. Hey, now. Where I, can actually, where I can actually hear the crowd during a match. I hear them when they sing the Jericho song. That's not during a match. That, oh, you're, right, you're right, you're right, you're right. All right, uh, Hangman Adam Page defeats Kazarian, you know, with uh, Kenny Omega on commentary. Uh, Hangman gets the win. He's looking for his buddy, but uh, Kenny just walks to the back, yeah. I like the match. I thought it was good stuff. Kenny on commentary, kind of awkward, but that's kind of what Kenny does. I, I did really much like the ending because, you know, Kenny is, he leaves. He just ends up leaving. You know, he wasn't like a, 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 a penis about it. You know, try to be PG on here. He's not, not trying to be an a-hole about the situation. But, you know what, Philip? Don't give me that look. I'm, tr- I'm trying to, to be for the kids even though I, I said penis, and I said it again. Anyways, Hangman Adam Page looking around for his buddy. His buddy wasn't there. He's a sad cowboy. All he wants to do is be loved. He's just a sad, lonely drunk, and I feel, I feel for him, even though you know I'm still not on board with the storyline all the way, but I think that was a good step to get a lot of sympathy onto Hangman and make him definitely the guy you're rooting for in this situation. Hangman represents the majority of America. We're all sad, lonely drunks in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman defeats Sean Dean. Uh, did he defeat him during the commercial break? I have no idea. Because I like it. Like I like the bell rings and the match is over. And when he comes back from commercial, I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, yeah. So you know, then he cuts a promo saying he's the uncrowned, undisputed uh, world heavyweight champion, and he tells. Justin Roberts to say it, and he does. This happened. I thought this was uh, really good. MJF getting back on track, cutting a promo. And who knows if this means they're going to go back to the title feud, but I think it was uh, a good promo just for him to kind of reestablish his character, and maybe somebody will come out and attack him, and that's how MJF will get sidetracked. Absolutely. All right, the Kingston family promo. So, you know, Eddie Kingston, he keeps saying, you know, I didn't lose the Battle Royal. Check the rules. You know, he says there's orders of business. He rambles and all this other stuff. Look, if they're a family, keeping up with the Kardashians is going off the air. E, pick this up. I'm down. I'm down for it. Yes, sir. Then we get all I the like spinoffs. Uh, the, the Lucha House Party? 
I was trying to think of something, but yeah. Uh. Mm. Anyways, Eddie Kingston, I think uh, his promos are good. I like the delivery he has. I like the swagger and the cadence he has. But still, once again, why the hell are these guys all together? And I guess now officially they're heels, which I guess is probably the better way with Butcher and Blade at least. And then he was like, he told Blade to get his house in order. So I don't know if that means Philip. Does that mean the bunny's coming back? The bunny might have to come back, you know. Q- I mean, QT, he did get the hair plugged, so that's how he started pulling the bunny. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, um, oh, this will be great reality TV. I can't, I can't wait. Can't wait for the brawl in the kitchen with QT and the blade over, over the bunny while she's baking cookies. Well, if you, want, if you want some good wrestling reality shows, then watch Impact and watch The Wrestler's House. I, I, I'd rather go on the network and watch The Legend's House. I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. Trust me, I haven't watched a single thing of it, but from what I've heard, you don't want to watch any of it. I mean, it's impact. What, what, what do you expect? Um, yeah, so I, I don't know where, where the Kingston family is going to be going. Uh, the Kingston family, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. All right, uh, the demo god, Le Champion, Chris Jericho, uh, with his buddy, the Big Hurt, Jake Hager, they defeat Private Party. 3-0 and are Jericho and Hager. Climbing the ranks in that tag team division, man. I do like the the pairing of Jake Hager and Chris Jericho. I think this was a good match. I think that, you know, have Hager be the bigger guy, be able to catch the high-flying dudes, and Jericho can, you know, get the heat for a majority of the match. Hager can, you know, do his Hager things. And the matches themselves are not going to be phenomenal by any means. But I think at this point, if Jericho does, you don't want to spend too much equity on Jericho as a single star. You don't want to just have him wrestle everybody. So put him in a tag team until there's something meaningful for either, you know, something Jericho thinks of or something that the company thinks of for Jericho to do. Just kind of have him kind of spin his wheels in the tag team division and maybe go somewhere else. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um. All right, moving on, we get Thunder Rosa versus Ivelisse for the NWA World's Women's Championship. Thunder Rosa, she gets the win. And then uh, Diamante attacks Thunder Rosa. And then Hikaru Shida, the AEW Women's Champion, runs out there, gets rid, of the, gets rid of Ivelisse, and Diamante picks up the NWA Women's title, looks at it for a second, then hands it back to Thunder Rosa. Could we be getting uh, Shida Rosa too, this time for the NWA Women's title? I think that is a possibility. Really like the Thunder Rosa Ivelisse match. I think kind of this collection of women have been putting on some good matches, and I'm excited to see the tag team match. Nice to see that the women's division in AEW, as even though it might just be a small little you know, sample size with a few of the wrestlers on the roster, is uh, getting better. Absolutely. All right, so then we get to uh, Jake, Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. Lance Archer just attacks some random guy in, in the crowd, wrestlers crowd, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's been announced that there's going to be a six-man tag. Mox is a captain of one team. Lance, uh, uh, Lance Archer is the captain of another. So, you know, Jake Roberts says about the get in bed with the devil is going to be the Tasmanian devil. He calls out Taz. So uh, his people, um, Brian Cage and uh, Ricky Starks, are going to be in Archer's corner. And then you see somebody trying to attack Mox, kind of like what happened with the fan a couple weeks ago. It's Darby – not Darby Allen, but uh, – Darby Starks attacking uh, John Moxley and Brian Cage is there. And then the homie Will Hobbs running a 4-2-40 up them steps, slinging a chair at, uh, at Cage and Starks, and he's yelling, I want to fight, I want to fight. So then Mox, you know, he hypes him up with his promo, and he says, you know, Darby, we're calling on you. 
hopefully you can you you can make it get your ass to Jacksonville next week. I like I, I loved all of it. I thought Jake and Taz had probably the best exchange they've had because we've seen this a few times leading up to the Battle Royal. I was always saying it was kind of awkward, kind of messy, but I did like that the exchange that both of those guys had. It was just a simple it made sense, you know, a heel doesn't want to be with another heel because they're lone wolves but they had a an exchange you know they made a promise that if i win you guys get the first shot at the title and then i like the beatdown angle hobbs coming out and saving it was logical sense like it there's no like real link between hobbs and moxley but hobbs is a baby face baby faces should try to help out other baby faces and moxley being the top baby face should have some friends and so he does and i I really enjoyed that, and I really did like the the promo that Moxley cut. It was just very short and sweet, but it was very high energy and very hype, and I liked it. As I said, I mean, maybe Will Hobbs is the designated job guy, but I think it, you could you know, make a statement by having him beat Ricky Starks because I think he's the designated job guy on that side of the, of the match. But, I mean, Will Hobbs kind of is coming out of nowhere. He jobbed a lot in dark, and now he's getting this main event opportunity. Absolutely, man. Just uh, And I think he will have a very impressive showing. I mean, like I said, we've seen what he can do out here in the Bay. And for him to do it on a national scale on, on TNT, I think that's going to be some really great stuff. Uh, Brandon, tell us about the main event. Well, the main event was a parking lot fight. Street fight. I don't know. But it was the best friends taking on Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz were all gussied up in some white face paint. It was very similar to... Back in the day in WWE, if you play those old SmackDown versus Raw video games, they had the parking lot in a circle with with uh, some crowds or wrestlers with uh, cars and trucks and everything like that. It was just all over the place. It was a street fight. We had some plunder. We had a lot of blood, seemingly accidental blood or accidentally on purpose blood. And we get the big finish with Orange Cassidy just happens to be sitting in the trunk of a car and Orange Cassidy makes the big save, and everyone hits the big moves, and the best friends get the win. They go into Chuck's mom's car, and I forget what her name is. She flips the bird, so that's a new T-shirt coming to Pro Wrestling Tees. Sue. Yes, it was Sue. Shout out uh, Sue. This was very good. I did, I did think the um, Santana and Ortiz, I thought they should have won, you know, because, like, they, they have a good showing, but then they just lose. It's like it's kind of like Bray Wyatt, you know, good showing. Uh, but, you know, he just – he lost so much, then you just don't care. He's not credible anymore. Like, them and the Lucha Bros are starting to feel like not credible tag teams. Yeah, I forget who the emailer was that said that this was probably the best that they looked, and I have to agree with them. I thought Santana and Ortiz looked really good in here. They've been with the inner circle, and the inner circle is a little bit more comedy than I would like it to be, but I think with Santana and Ortiz being very serious in this, quote-unquote, blood feud, I really enjoyed what they were doing. The thing is, with FTR being heel champions at the moment, I think you got to build up some baby faces. Luchasaur or Jurassic Express, as you know, saw that they lost, kind of been there, done that. So I think maybe best friends is the next next logical step to have a match with FTR. Absolutely, a big win for best friends though. Orange Cassidy coming out of nowhere. I gotta love it. Gotta love it. And Orange Stick- Cassidy getting a TNT title shot next week. Yes, against Brody Lee. Oh, I'm excited. Next week looks like a nice uh, little bit of dynamite. There's going to be a late night dynamite on Tuesday. You watching that, Brandon? Of course, I got to watch it. A double dip after the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers not taking on the Clippers because the Clippers choked. 
which sucks because I picked the Clippers to win they, the whole uh, thing. They blew a three-one lead, right? We're not going to. We're, we're not going to talk about that. This is what I hear. You know, it's just think. think Team, teams on the teams on the West Coast, they just blow three-one leads. Well, the Cleveland Indians blow a three-one lead in the World Series, and they're not on the West Coast. Talk about basketball teams, Brandon. Oh, okay, okay. You didn't say basketball teams. You just said. Yeah, I know. I got to clarify. They're going to go against the Nuggets, and this is what I hear. They are going against the Nuggets. You know, it doesn't matter because no matter who they face, whoever comes out the West, the Miami Heat and Jimmy Buckets is coming out the East and the Heat winning the chip again. Oh. Oh. Oh, man. Because the Heat are on fire. Literally, because Heat, fire. I I get it. I get it. Uh, Superstar Spotlight, who do we got? Who do we got? I'm giving it to my boy, Will Hobbs. Congratulations on the signing, brother. Hope you kick ass with uh, Mox next week. I will agree with you. Shout out Will Hobbs. I think that, uh, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. As I said, signs with AEW in the main event next week with John Moxley. So hopefully he has a good showing. Should be a lot of fun. Yes. All right. Our promo pick of the week, Brandon, what is it? Our pro- so last week we did the Tully and Arn from the NWA. So now we're going to do Tully and Arn in the WWF also known as the Brain Busters. This is from WWF Superstars from September 24th, 1989. You can look at this up on the U of Tube. And, I mean, pretty much similar to what they did over in NWA, but, you know, just kind of something to look at and see the difference between the two promotions and how that they came across. Absolutely. It was Tully and Arn doing what Tully and Arn do, talking it up. They had, they had, the, they had the brain by their side. It was, it was all good stuff. You have to love it. You love to see it. Our closed match pick of the week is from the WWE Network, the, the little indies that they've uh, been throwing up there, WXW. Tyson Dukes, I've, I've been a fan of his uh, really since the Cruiserweight Classic four years ago. He's really impressed me. Smash wrestling, all that stuff in Canada. Against Yoki Ishikawa. Uh, Super Fight Ambition 11. It's from August 8th, 2019. Really just strong grappling in this match. It's promotion in Germany. Uh, they've done some good work, man. I'm a fan. So when you texted me this, I was like, what the hell is this? Usually you're taking my gimmick with the deep cuts on not only the network, but just anywhere. So I looked it up, and this was uh, very similar to Bloodsport. It was a technical match. You can only win by submission or knockout. And I think this is what Raw Underground should be. I think that you can have good long-form grappling matches, and this was evident. Absolutely, man. That's going to wrap it up for us here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bullcast, Instagram, Bullcast, YouTube channel, Bullcast, email us, Bullcast2 is in the number two, sweet SWET at gmail.com every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on 99.9 FM KDM in Watsonville, iTunes, Stitchers, SoundCloud. Are we still on this SoundCloud? I still get emails about SoundCloud, even though we're not there. Like I said, I, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon. We're all over the damn place. Catch me. Uh, Baby Huey released in the In the Click where we recap last week's Dynamite and Miro, all that other stuff. Check out my interview with West Coast Design and the beautiful new Bullet Cast Championship. Noobs Watch Wrestling, all that stuff is there. Brandon and I are back next week for our usual Bullet Cast recap. Uh, he's hosting episode 190, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations, dude. You, you hit all the milestone episodes. Maybe even I'll let you host 200. We don't know. Cindy's Into the Stratosphere will be up on Sunday. Stay clean, stay strong, stay safe. Diamonds are forever. So is the microphone messiah. God damn it. Turn off the bullet cast hotline. No matter how hard I fall, I'll get back up on my face. Red alert. This is gonna... This has been the bullet cast. Thank you for listening.